I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business Live from our Brangaroo Studios. Great to have your company for the call. 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our two experts. We do it in all in one hour. And what a day to have the experts in um, to uh, talk about the markets overnight. Uh, Before we kick off, though, uh, a reminder. Um, Our last virtual investor event, we asked if you were interested in adding alternatives to your portfolio. Nearly 70% of you said yes, so your wish is our command. Uh, We're bringing together expert asset allocators to share how they build a portfolio in a space that's traditionally been out of reach for retail investors. Uh, We've also got managers from funds right across the spectrum of alternatives. So join me for Essential Alternatives. It's happening the 18th of October, 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Free to register. You can see the full agenda at osbiz.co slash essential. And just a note that a lot of the strategies and products being discussed only suitable for wholesale or sophisticated investors. Can't wait for that one. And uh, given the performance of the share market overnight, a lot of people will be scratching their head and say, get me out of equities. I want alternatives. Adam Dawes from Shore and Partners. <laughs> Afternoon to you. Yes. Mark Gardner from NPC Markets. Good afternoon. Good to you. Adam, what the hell's going on? Big big fall in the Aussie market today. Yes, bond yields in America are up, but why are we down so much further than the US? Yeah, some of the commodities were hit a little bit harder overnight, as Mark oh. rightly pointed out before the... So I'm taking still in your thunder, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right, that. mate. That's yeah, all right. No. Um, but yeah, commodities obviously down. That, that <clears> certainly hurt us. Yesterday was a little bit of an interesting price action as well. We were... Uh, obviously lighter volumes, but we uh, did start the day out uh, a lot down, a lot lower yesterday, and then we sort of rallied back up. I think potentially then, obviously with the US coming on, and then it was also, uh, you know, lower as well, and then finished evens. I think, you know, it's a bit of price action, but it does look a little bit nervous under that 7,000 at the moment. Will we bounce back this afternoon? It would be a great bullish signal if we do hold above the 7,000 today. That would mm. be a very good signal. Yeah. Mark Gardner, you, you've been a bear for a while. I have been. You, you've um, been expecting this. More so in, you know, in the NASDAQ than, than the Aussie market particularly. Um, if anything, I think you'd be, as a spread, you'd almost be long here, short there, as it stands at the mm. moment. I, I think it's quite incredible that growth into the US markets have managed to hold in there while the US bond yields are high. So um, it, we did bounce out. I think we opened really low one one day about a month ago around the 6,900 and it bounced out really strongly. It will be interesting to see with RBA at 230. So yeah. um, I, I wouldn't imagine they're going to hike, but obviously, you know, there's arguments out there for it, um, but yeah, I think the um, property prices were it was in the, all through the newspapers on the weekend were, were back up um, all around yeah. Australia, all around Australia. So I mean, 
who knows there, but um, I think the rate expectations in the States have gone up to over 30% now for the next meeting being a rate hike uh, from about 15%. So they've doubled in the last month. There's um, still 70% saying no. Correct, correct. Um, but I mean, look, the actual Treasury is just, the yields just keep rallying. So we're at, uh, we're 10 year yields are nearly at uh, 4.7. They were 50 mm. basis points lower not that long ago, about a month and a yeah, half ago. And, so. and I think it's the rate of change. It's actually not the number, it's the rate mm. of change that's happening, which is what is unnerving investors more than the number. So yeah, it's been- Because people go, oh gee, bond, bonds are boring, yeah. and follows that. But bond yields actually are the fortune teller Absolutely. almost for equity markets, is that yeah. higher bond yields, they're saying, you know, you share investors, you're getting way too ahead of yourself, yeah. you're getting a bit overconfident, uh, watch out. And it's not the place to be, uh, right. obviously equities. At the moment, we're, you know, we're a little bit strong that we sort of are in equities, but yeah, it's it's that rate of change and that and that really does, does show that that rate of change has accelerated rapidly, mm. right. which is where equity markets will now be softer. So bonds are now out yielding the S&P 500 as well. So that usually that, that forms yeah. a peak in the market right. uh, historically, but there's been plenty of historicals this year that have been completely blown Trashed. out of the water. So I'm, I'm very, <laughs> very cautious as to, um, yeah, I, I would have thought we would have already, you know, had some significant downside, um, particularly in those tech stocks and we haven't seen it so no. you know it'll um so what are you saying to clients how much you know we're in a bunker we're in a lot of fixed income um and defensive um healthcare has been one of the hardest hit sectors this year and we're happy to be in non-cyclical so we're taking advantage of buying so yeah. you're buying um, healthcare buy healthcare uh, consumer staples um some materials most really. people are Overweight CSL at the moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Aren't and, they? And their portfolio. And Resmed. Yeah. Well, so. low to fit, but Resmed's had a massive pullback. Too. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you didn't have it on prior, you, yeah. it's pretty good buying. So. Mm. Oh, what look, we, 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 we've sort of been. Uh, September's been a tough month, and sort yeah. of we've been sort of saying, look, let's hold because you've got all the dividends coming out, you've got a news vacuum, and you don't have AGM season until sort of end of this month and November. So, it's a little bit tougher. Um, so I've been putting money aside and just emailed a client as I was walking out there, time to put some more money to work. Here's what I recommend we do. Mm. Quite happily, they're going, yes, because we sold a month ago. Yeah. It's not a perfect science, but some clients you get it right for. Um, so yeah, we're putting more money in now. I think October historically usually has a good month uh, or it's pretty much line Do you and expect then, that? I'd always love to say, because I'm always going to be optimistic that yes, we're going to have a good Santa rally. And the only reason why is we had the January effect, which is definitely sort of now falling away a little bit, but that January effect, I think should go through into a higher Christmas rally. Mm. Yeah, October is normally a positive month, but it, it quite often is a bottom of the market as well. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be, uh, we're just sort of remaining fairly agile as it stands. And we're, yeah. we're, as we're defensive and a fair bit of fixed income, but we can, it's in an ETF. So if the opportunities come up, we can switch straight back into stocks yeah, yeah. whenever we need to. Uh, I was just um, checking for a friend um, <laughs> uh, this morning and I noticed Ordnate was up. Aye. As well. So ordinate and aristocrat uh, both up. Uh, when you would have expected those to be hammered. Yeah, the on. tech sort of hung in there a little bit again last night. Yeah. Um, it was mainly, I think, uh, yeah, I think silver was down 5%, gold was down wow. 1 or 2%, oil. So a lot about gold, silver, 
And then just general material sector um, and banking stocks were hit pretty hard in the US, which is obviously half of our index. So yeah. it, uh, it makes it pretty hard yeah. to, um, okay. I think CS, CSL was up this morning. It yes. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it just, by, just below um, 250. Mm. Uh, I'll check in for a friend on that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so overweight. You've got lots CSL. of friends there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's check the five stocks we're going to be looking at this half hour. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank Challenger. Uh, then into a couple of insurance groups back to back. So a bit of a financial feel this first half hour, changes in the second half hour. Uh, PSC Insurance Group, Steadfast and Eleanor Commercial Property Fund. Stock of the day, uh, Computer Share. Uh, company has entered an agreement to sell its US mortgage services uh, business to uh, another American company, Rhythm Capital, capital for about $720 million. Acquisition includes about $136 billion unpaid principal balance of mortgage uh, servicing rights along with specialised origination uh, business. The deal slated to close first half of 2024, expected to be EPS accretive in the first full year following the divestment. Um, good decision by Computer Share Dorsey? Uh, look, I think it was probably more of a non-core asset for these guys and they're sort of now potentially looking to simplify the business and I think right. that makes sense in itself. Uh, you know, it was, if, and if that simplification strategy can continue to happen, one, it tidies itself up potentially to be taken over, but also then uh, their core line of business, which has been share registry business, is going to then uh, continue to move forward. So look, it was a decent sale. Um, they did say that they had a, um, a strong track record, track record of growing acquisitions. I don't think they did so well on this one. There's a bit of there's a bit of loss or some, some debt in there. So yeah, I think it's overall, I think it's a good move for computer share and the shareholders. It's had a good six months. Yeah, would I buy? I mean, yeah, if you've got the feeling that interest rates are going to continue to stay up or even go higher, even though it looks pretty doppy up there, um, you know, potentially it doesn't look too bad here. I'd say hold. Um, I think think overall the interest rates are going to stay higher for longer. It's just we can't work out whether even today, whether it's going to be a hold or an increase. But I think everybody is now coming around to that port of call is that rates are going to, you know, there was talk of midway through next year, they're going to start to come off. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen anymore. I think we're going to be up here and potentially higher um, by the end of this calendar year. Oh, you think there's another I think there's one. I think there's one more. Yeah, 4.35, okay. I think we'll finish the year out at. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think the higher for longer thing will really help computer share. Um, as far as yeah, simplifying the business, it's always always a good thing um, overall, and getting getting fairly cashed up as well. So um, yeah, I I definitely call it a, it's a strong hold or erring towards a buy. Um, PE is actually relatively in the low end of the range. Um, usually, it's sort of anywhere from around the twenty to. Up to sort of the mid fifties, yeah. so um, hasn't been well loved by the market, has it? No, over it hasn't. A fairly but, extended period of time. But I mean, I, I, it is a it is a really solid business, and yeah. you know, if we are going to have high for longer, I mean, US, we obviously had the spike in the um, in the in the short term yields. Um, but what's re- what would be really positive for this business is the where we're rising in the yields at the moment is in the ten year, in the long end of the curve. So. Um, you know, you got mortgage rates at their mortgage rates at their highest point in the US for you know in a good twenty five years or something like that yeah. or thirty years. So, 
Um, so yeah, I think it's not a bad spot to be getting out of that mortgage business because everyone will be pretty, uh, pretty positive on uh, you know you want to be you want to be selling when mm. uh, when things are really positive, I suppose. Not one, not trying to offload something when it goes poorly. So it, um, yeah, I'd be erring towards uh, you know erring towards a buy, but probably just a hold for now. Oh, um, just while the market's a little bit nervous and we'll just see this transaction go through, etc. But they uh, they had pretty good earnings results as well. And okay. um, and I think it's yeah more than likely onwards and upwards. They're a high margin business as well. Um, and, mm. and I think- But do low volumes <clears throat> affect it? Uh, On the market? Yeah, yeah, we definitely would. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and look, particularly if we do get some sort of significant sell-off, there is initially a huge spike in volume, yeah. but then it, then it quietens down quite okay. a bit. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're trading that thematic, I mean, maybe ASX w- would be something you might look at, but I mean, given their track record recently, we'll probably stick with computer share. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, stockbrokers who sort of used to own the ASX, or still, still do, not kind to it at the moment. All right, no. let's get into uh, the stocks you want us to take a look at. Emma wants a view, Mark, on uh, Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. Um, Big regional bank. Yeah, no, regional banks aren't for us at the moment. Um, I think if you sort of look back at um, 2007, and, and I'm not comparing now to 2007, but cool. we obviously Jeez. had... You just throw throw it over. But we 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 obviously had it. We had initial uh, with Northern Rock. Uh, there was initial issues, and then there was as rates went higher, there was more right. issues with the regional banks um, down the line. Bank deposits are the lowest they've been in the US for quite some time, and I just and I, and I think credit card defaults are starting to rise. So. Whilst this isn't obviously an American bank, um, that will push funding costs higher, and you know the regional banks, right. they're competing against the likes of CBA, um, who who are just going to blow them out of the water realistically in terms of um, net interest margins. So, so they, you, in other words, they go to the global market to raise money in a, in a lot higher percentage than what CBA yes. does. So, yeah, yeah. so they're at a disadvantage when they then have to make a margin on lending and, it out. And that sector, if there was something else to happen in the US, obviously, you know. US sneezes, we catch a cold. So um, it's not really somewhere I need to be, particularly when you can get, you know, when you can get banking hybrids, which are pretty stable um, and yielding really nicely at the moment. Mm. You can just sort of sit in that for for the time being. Um, And I think, and uh, sort of get paid to sit on the sidelines a little Mm, bit because uh, the Australian banking sector only ever um, rallies when credit's expanding, when the money supply is expanding, and at the moment it is categorically not. Yeah, if you go back and have a look at charts and history, where we um, where we're tight, where we're loosening um, monetary policy, and you know towards the top end of the range, that's when that's when the banks do well, okay. and we've probably got the complete opposite at the moment. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to be in these in the in the banking sector, you'd be in the you know CBA at best, or probably just the help or the, or the hybrids okay. for some safety. Yeah, All right. yeah. So the to Mark's point, they're price takers, not price makers, and that's that's the key difference. Mm. Commonwealth Bank can go out and say, "I want to borrow ten billion dollars, and I'll give you this," and people will take it. Versus yep. Bendigo goes cup in hand and says, "Okay, well, I'll have to take what I what I what I can get." So, um, so yeah. So it's interesting to see how those regional banks us. Are still around. Let's be mm. honest. I mean, um, you know, we're, I've, I'm, a, I'm a complete seller of any of the regionals: Bank of Queensland, Bendigo. Any time a client comes in with that, unless they've got some real emotional attachment to it, we're pretty much saying get out, buy Macquarie. Um, 
you know, by NAB or by West, you know, one of the big four, because I think that's where you're going to get most of your bang for your buck, and you're and you're a little bit safer in there. So a short one from me, Koshi. Okay, sell. sell it. Yep. All right. Um, what about Challenger though? Uh, is the next uh, uh, stock up for a look? Graham wants to know about Challenger. Adam, um, investment <laughs> management company, but it's built its life as an annuity provider, has yeah. an income. Yeah. Is this just the purple patch for them? It is, well, yes. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I, I've never been a huge fan of Challenger. And they consist... Because rates have been low. Yeah, well, that's, that's right. Yeah. But... You know, as as the rates are climbing, you think that they should do yeah. a little bit better. Also, um, they took a massive Japanese business a while back. I think that's sort of been you know sort of bedded in and, and things like that. But it's really one of those ones that really hasn't done much. And uh, famously, we've we've always had this anal- we've had this analyst. He's now left Shores, but he was just he hated it, absolutely hated <laughs> it. No matter how where the price was, he said it's a sell. I've sort of actually gone along with him now since he he's left a couple of years ago, but it really hasn't done much. And you can see there over over a sort of five year period, it's it's really you know, yeah, it's done nothing. So uh, for me, it, if you've got it, you're probably getting an okay yield. It should have done better. It has under or probably probably outperformed the market now actually because it's done nothing. Um, but for me, yeah, it's a no. I'll, I'll say it's a sell. I'd, I'd find okay. something better uh, because Mark. For years, uh, this would come up on the call and everyone go, nah, nah, interest rates are so low, it's mm. business. You buy this when interest rates are rising and higher. Well, interest rates are rising and higher and it's done nothing. Yeah, I mean, it should, by all, you know, by all theories, should have rallied by yes. now. Um, I mean, it may be lagging. Uh, they did have a 14, well, 13 or 14% increase in net profits. Um their life business is sort of leading this income phase, retirement income phase. So they've got, a, you know, the biggest batch of baby boomers globally yep. now are um, are starting to retire. Um, I think a lot of them are getting probably pushed, pushed that, getting that number pushed back a little bit. But um, there was a 53% surge in, in annuities. Um, the last 15 years is, it's a really hard one because it, it survived okay um, in the last 15 years where there's been zero interest rates. Mm. Um, it would be, you know, it'd be interesting to see how it goes moving forward. Um, but I would, I, yeah, 13% increase in, in net profit with a 53% surge in the annuity sales. Um, that, you know, that, that just reeks for me that, that, you know, there's something something wrong going on there. Um, burning a lot of cash, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. Look at, and there's not really a lot of, um, there's not really a lot of other options in Australia either. So they've kind of got the market mm. to themselves mm. a little bit. So yeah. I would have thought that's a really disappointing result for them to only be up fourteen percent, um, and particularly with higher rates now. I think you know, at the start of the year, I was sort of mentioning fixed income. People were looking at me strangely, but I think everyone's sort of cottoned on now. Um, and the recent report wasn't wasn't outstanding. So and three percent. I think yield is what they uh, thereabouts. Um, well, three point seven four is mm. not. It's just not enough. You can get that yeah. in bonds. So, yeah. uh, why would you take the risk? But um, yeah, if you've got them, hold them because you've been waiting a long time, and it'd be horrible to miss out. But uh, for, <laughs> be, it'd be more a FOMO thing. So, um, so there's not a chance of it it dropping. But as Adam uh, yeah, was saying, if it's, it's I think if it drops and you can pick it up really cheaply, I think it's probably worth worth a go. But not at a um, yeah, not 
not at those levels. It's, you, no. you would want to be getting it really cheap um, yeah. because you don't want to be going backwards on it. At um, 16 PE, they need to. They, I think they need to really impress next earnings season right. um, to prove their chops. Because as I said, this um, when you're the, just about the only player in the market. And everything's coming your way, and you can only get fourteen percent growth. Well, yep. what the hell are you doing? Yeah, so. okay. All right. Okay. Uh, next stock, uh, Matt wants a view, Mark on PSC Insurance Group. Um, so it's a bit like a roll-up insurance brokerage group, isn't it? Uh, yeah. We've got Steadfast coming up next. So we've got back-to-back um, insurer groups. Uh, these guys, biggest in workers' compensation, medical indemnity, travel. That's all. Yeah, and a lot of construction, I think, as well. Right. So, um, yeah, look, it's fairly expensive um, in my mind, as sort of PE around that sort of 30 mark. Um, I probably would prefer, you know, Steadfast. It's a little bit more diverse business. Um, I mean, they operate in six countries now, 34 offices. So, they, I mean, they are growing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, it'd be something I would... You know, insurance should go fairly well um, with the higher for longer as well. So, it's something I would definitely look at. I, I just, you know, if if steadfast or this one, I'm probably picking steadfast. So, right. it, um, it, I think there's just better things in the market um, that you can in buy right sector, now that are, that, are, that are of similar valuations. It doesn't mean that it's a bad company necessarily, but it, um, as it, as it stands, you know, as you mentioned before, I'm I'm pretty defensive and fairly bearish. So if I'm going to go into something, I'll you know it'll we're we're pretty picky at the moment. The bar's a lot higher than it is normally. So yeah, um, yeah but steadfast, I think as we will get Come into to it a little bit later. But look at that, five close to a five year high, yeah. although a narrow range over the last year or so. Um, what would you hold it if you're in it? Or yeah, I'd hold it if I'm in it. Absolutely. It, um, and look, construction. The construction part worries me a little bit. Um, you know, there's, there's a, particularly in Australia um, and the UK, usually is fairly similar um, to us in terms of economy-wise. Is um, you know, I think Number half of half of builders right. are yeah. trading insolvent mm. is the expectation at the moment. So, you know, I don't. It's I can't really see that sector going particularly well um, for now. So, okay. um, so yeah, better opportunities elsewhere. Adam? Yeah, look, it's an interesting one. Roll-ups, uh, as we'll talk about it with Steadfast in a second, but roll-ups are all about the, the margin that you pay for these businesses. And growth by acquisition has been a huge factor for these roll-up businesses because you try and grow organically, but it's really, really difficult to grow organically. It's easier to buy a business bolted in, make yep. sure you do the right accredit, uh, right earnings and profile and you don't pay too much, it actually works really well for you. So these guys have done a lot of that roll up side of things, but also have had some organic growth as well, which I think is important. Um, they do a lot of, like I said, travel. So the online travel business has been slowed down now. That's picking up as well. They've said that they're going to get organic growth of 11% for next year. So I think it's actually not too bad. Uh, going forward and acquisitions continue to be a feature of their results so as long as they don't pay too much for these things that's the key because a lot of time businesses will pay for it because they can see the shiny light and they go okay we're just going to have to get this one we're going to pay overs but we'll strip out all the costs later but then obviously something happens something comes home and then they've paid too much for this thing so for me this one as a hold i'll always stick with the quality 
Okay. Steadfast All right. So, the what about steadfast? Ian wants to know. All right. How is that different uh, to PSC? Well, a lot bigger, bigger business, obviously. For one, uh, talking about acquisitions, um, there's identified that um, basically steadfast has done 25 network uh, acquisitions last year, or this sorry, this finance last financial year. Hmm. So it's a huge amount that they're doing that, and the balance sheet is a lot better uh, going forward. Um, I think overall, um, the understanding that um, some of the businesses um, and how that sort of works, because those roll-ups, insurance premiums are going higher. We know mm. that. Yeah, IAG is mm. killing it at the moment. QBE is doing really, really well. We know insurance premiums are going higher. That means also these offices, which pretty much are going to get a lot of so, so that tailwind effect. Because their commission well. is a percentage of the premium, isn't yeah. it? So as premiums yeah. go up, their commission goes up, but they don't have any of the risk. That's right. So... I think overall, I think yeah, it, Steadfast is a better business, a better quality business, even looks a little bit better on the charts. Uh, so Steadfast would be a buy for me. A buy, okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We uh, might even uh, go bu- double buy territory. Okay. Uh, better than yeah. AUB? Uh, yes, yes. Right. Yes, Steadfast better uh, than AUB and even better than AMA, which right. is having a horrible time at the moment. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, that'll be a double buy. Um, yeah, no, happy with, uh, yeah, Steadfast has done, they've been consistent as well. Um, and they invested about oh, ne- nearly 600 million in accredited, uh, earnings accredited acquisitions. Like it's, it's done extraordinarily well. They've got really good technology, great platform. Um, I think Dorsey really said most of, said it all really. And, and even looking at the charts. And the fa- the founder is sort of a, old statesman in the insurance industry. Yes. Yeah, and founder-led so, businesses are yeah, always yeah. something we gravitate towards as well, um, particularly in times of uncertainty. So, yeah. um, and look, it's just put, it's pulled back a little bit. Um, it, you know, I think it traded a high, um, high around the sort of $6.30 or something like that, but it's pulled back a little bit in the last, um, you know, over the last little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd certainly be happy to buy the dip here at the moment because I think it'll right. do. I think it'll do very well over the next twelve months. And you prefer it to AUB? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it'd be it'd be close to our number one pick in insurance, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. All right. Even against all the actual insurers as well. Oh, I've got a yeah. I I worry about how they price their risk. Right. Um, because we have way too many, you know, we have way too many once in a hundred year events yeah. these days. So, um, I mean, we've traditionally sort of hedged that. We find the repairers as well, but we, uh, you know, like the likes John's of John's Ling. Yeah, 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 the QBE John's Ling trade did, did very well, but now John's Ling's you know, pretty expensive as well. And they've got right. margin pressures and they're expanding at the US. That, that trade's nowhere near as clean as what it used to be. So right. it, um, yeah, so I, I quite like the, uh, I quite like this in terms of not taking the risk, but taking the clip. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, Fitstock will wants a view, Mark, on Eleanor Commercial Property Fund, uh, true to label, uh, a REIT 9 commercial and office properties, uh, mainly metro areas? Yeah, uh, office and commercial is a big no for us. Yep. Um, no matter what it is. No, absolutely not. And no with a chart is. like that. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the chart kind of backs me up there a little bit. Uh, it looks to be, I think it's yielding quite high. Yeah. It just seems to be a bit of a dividend trap, I'd say. I think you, you know, what you'll find is the dividend will come, and it's a will certain, come down. So sort do of you class it as a second tier rate? In this yeah. Area. Look, I mean, if you're going to go into office, <clears> I mean, you're, you're going to go best in best on ground, yeah. and 
this one That's I'd never heard of before today. Um, you know, they may be some sort of advantage that they're they're so small they can they can be agile to manage. But they're um, but yeah. Look, we office and um, office and retail will be the the last when we go back into REITs. Yeah. We'll, we'll hold some industrial first and. And then possibly some, you know, residential. But then, yeah, I think office, particularly with office, we don't really know whether people, you know, we're, they're going to come back to the office from COVID. But I mean, if um, if we start to see, uh, you know, an economic downturn, well, I mean, that's where maybe even business owners start to make the decision that, you know, yeah. they can survive if people work from home. Yep. Um, and they can afford to keep people on instead mm. of having an expensive office space in the city that's going to cost God knows how much money. So, yeah. I, I think there's way too much uncertainty in the space, and um, yeah, it's yeah, it's not definitely not for okay. us. Adam, oh uh, yeah, it's it's a no from me as well. I think you know you walk around the city here and you've got yeah. you know these offices which are beautiful offices and A grade, A tier offices, but. Um, you know, every time I speak to somebody who's just got a new job, I say, oh, so you're working from home? Oh, yeah, I've got at least two to three days at home. Yeah. It's a standard response. So it's yeah. a, a hybrid model that uh, the businesses are working towards. Do they need four floors? They probably only need two floors, and that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to start pulling those back. Um, and then, you know, finding rental space is, is really tough and then getting new businesses to come back into the city as well, very tough as well. So, yeah, I just don't think you need to be there. Higher interest rates for longer is going to hurt the property market or, you know, stick with the quality. Goodman Group, fantastic business, yeah. uh, happy to be there. And Which is mainly industrial. I know, it? it's different, yeah. but if you put both of those charts... ECF's going like this, Goodman Group's yeah, going yeah. like that, and you know they're they're the places to be versus uh, some of these ones. I mean, th- those guys are actually not too bad, but there's a lot of these smaller mid-tier guys, Abacus, uh, Eleanor, you know, these property trust businesses that just uh, they're not so exciting, and and I think yeah. that's what the market in that chart definitely shows. But the, uh, a lot of investors would say they're such a deep discount to their mm. net asset NTA value. And stuff, yeah. They've got to turn around. This yeah, is right. a bargain. But what they don't understand is that you know uh, we all you might be expecting the share price to move back up to NTA, but uh, the NTA could move down to the share price, yeah. which is what the market is predicting. And we've had a lot of troubles from these large superannuation companies trying to revalue their businesses yes. or revalue their property. Now, they're only doing it once a year, right? Yeah. They should be at least doing it once a quarter and they yeah. should be keeping the market informed. So these mark-to-market on some of these buildings that they've built out there, yeah, it might be worth $10, $100 million, but you know, if you keep reevaluating it, potentially it's going lower. Hence, then the NTA does fall back, and yeah. also, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a trap and for the young players. That mucks up all their gearing levels too. Uh, all right, let's recap the first of five stocks uh, plus talk of the day: uh, computer share, a hold from both Mark and Adam. Bendigo Adelaide Bank, a no uh, from Mark, a sell from Adam. Uh, Challenger, a sell from Adam, a hold. For uh, Mark PSC Insurance, hold from both both prefer steadfast and uh, both happy to buy it at these levels. And Eleanor Commercial Property Fund, a no from both. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the investment committee. Uh, the last episode, September episode on the platform at the moment, osbiz.com, October 1, about to land. Uh, in the next couple of days, back in September, uh, the we're up ju- 
just under 10% on a cumulative basis, nice. um, which is, um, for a growth fund, is um, actually pre pretty good going by comparison. Uh, next committee will be up in the next couple of days for October and uh, a couple of interesting changes there. Uh, this half hour, we're going to take a look at Mervac, Iron Ear, Brambles, Objective and Hanson Tech, which is a... Um, interesting mixture of stocks. Mark Joe wants a view on Mervac, the big diversified property group. Again, a lot in commercial property, but also in industrial, retail, built to rent sectors as well. Yeah, they're um, they haven't had a great time <coughs> recently. I mean, they're, they're they're nearing well. They're not quite at. Um, <laughs> they're not a hell of a lot higher than what they were in COVID. Yeah. Um, and had a pretty rough time of it, particularly in the last sort of couple of months. So um, they booked a they booked a loss um, at the last earnings, a statutory loss of 165 million. Um, you know, their gearings increased, which is not good as well. Um, they do have 17 billion of works in the pipeline, but you know they're they're still complaining about um, the hangover of um, COVID supply chains and things like that, which. Realistically, I mean, if you have a look at the five-year chart there, I think that gives a pretty good indication yeah. of, um, mm -hmm. you know, and we're coming into a, you know, at least, you know, there may not, whether there's a recession or not, it's irrelevant, but higher rates is certainly not going to, not going to set the world on fire for that sector. So I think, um, you know, Goodman's or, or Brickworks or, you know, obviously Brickworks had a horrible result recently, but, you know, that's, but it's, it's a pretty damn good company overall, and I think they'll probably they'll probably well, clamber back. But uh, interestingly, Ben Clark sent me from TMS sent me a um, uh, a Brickworks chart. First time they'd ever put it in the earnings pack, uh, mm. which caught his attention. Which is how Brickworks is made up, and basically only ten percent of the Brickworks operation is in building materials. Yeah. The rest of it is in listed investments property. and their property, and property trusts yeah. and the, the whole thing that, that they generally do with Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, yeah. those two at the moment, I think, would, would be much higher quality options if yeah. you want to go yeah. into this space. So you don't want to be, you know, this is effectively a downgrade cycle, I suppose. Um, yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's a definite wait and see, but um, I'm... Yeah, looking at that five-year chart, it doesn't give you, it doesn't fill you with a lot of hope and optimism. I wouldn't have thought. Okay, so. would you sell it or? Um, I'd probably sell it and go into Brickworks. You got a, you got a ten percent okay. cheaper than what you got, you got it last week, or, yeah. Or, yeah. or something. I mean, Goodman's is a little bit high at the moment, um, but I mean, either or. But I think you want to, I think you want to go to quality in that sector for yeah, sure. Yeah. Adam. Yeah, I mean, look at that chart. I mean, it looks. That, that, that sort of 2020, which is the bottom of COVID, and then, you know, 2022, looks like that chart could definitely get back down to that sort of $1.90 level. And it looks like there's a bit of support at 207 where it is at the moment. So, you know, what you don't want to be doing now is catching a falling knife. And this is yep. exactly where you would be catching a falling knife here. You want to see that it hit a support line and then do some bouncing around around that level before you would even look at it. Fundamentally, yep, look, the company's got diversified it's got you know macros are potentially going to turn around all of these kinds of things but it really is um yes the valuation there but i really it's that chart and seeing that fall and then it sort of moves sideways for a little bit that's when you get some more confidence to jump into okay. the stock because it's actually now starting to level out 
ResMed, a classic example, 444. We kept trying to buy it, thinking it was found in the bottom, but only now have we started to see that rise and it will do some work around those levels to sort of even out. I think that's where you want to be with something like a Mervac, albeit they've got the right mix and you know they've got land, they've got resi, they've got industrial, you know, all of those kinds of things. But I just think the chart doesn't look right mm. at the moment. So for me, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. Again, again, I'm going into into Goodman Group for any of my clients. So this one would be still would be a sell from me. I think uh, there's a lot of other better businesses out there than Mervac. And so, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be going anywhere near it. Concerningly yeah. on that five-year chart as well, like the likes of Goodman's or even CIP, or, which is very, very yeah. boring and vanilla, like they went back through those 2020 or 2019 highs. Yeah. This never did. So yeah. I think that that price action tells you a lot about the fact that, I mean, the, I mean Goodman's would have skyrocketed oh, through those 2019 yeah. highs. So, yeah. you know, you've got to you've got to think about the opportunity costs of, um, mm. you know, what you, I guess, what you missing out on instead of just sticking with a um, yep. sticking with an underperforming stock. Uh, Adam, is Brickworks an alternative? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you, you, <clears throat> we, we've always known that they've, they've had so much land because okay. remember Brickworks is one of the oldest companies <coughs> on the Australian <clears throat> Stock Exchange. And these guys were building when Sydney was, you know, in infancy kind of thing. So yeah. they had all this land <clears throat> that now is in a city or, you know, within 10K yeah. radius and it's primo land. They own it outright. And now they're developing and put industrial sites on their data centers, yeah. all of this kind of stuff on there, which is just going to absolutely move it. Brickworks, yes, uh, if it's only 10%, I would have thought it would have been a little bit less than that as far as making actual bricks right. and doing that. They've tried to go overseas. Um, so yeah, I don't mind it. And in fact, I bought some Solpats today right. um, okay. on that fall and that started to level out a bit. That means I get access to Brickworks. Yep. That means I get access to all of those other companies as well. So yeah, I think the dividend's looking pretty good. So yeah, Brickworks or Solpats, I'm really okay. comfortable with. All right. Uh, our next dog, Adam, uh, Kenny wants a view on Iron Ear, um, back into the lithium space uh, with projects in Nevada and the US. Yeah, so US government, I mean, obviously, uh, is, is definitely looking for projects in their home backyard that is going to, going to do well. Uh, certainly that chart doesn't show or show a lot of confidence uh, about what these guys are going to do going forward. Um, I, overall, uh, there's, there's, well, there's, there's certainly better value stocks out there um, or, or better businesses. So for me, this one doesn't look great at all. I'm sort of going to, I hope I don't have five, I won't have five cells, but this one again, I don't <laughs> think you need to be there on yeah. this one. I think there's, there's no huge catalyst going forward. Because it's not a producer, is it? No. Uh, it's still getting there. That's right. And and they're, they're looking like their capital <clears throat> costs are going to rise right. a fair bit as well. I think that's what the market's sort of putting some pressure on. But yeah, the US government is definitely looking for those homegrown yep. advantages so they can you know, do that. But again, um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty high risk. So um, are you in the lithium sector at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So our sort of top picks is PLS to start with because it's <clears> going to be so much cash that this yeah. thing's going to be throwing yeah. out in the next two years, like a ridiculous amount. So PLS <laughs> is the definite first. IGO is our second one that we really, really like. And then we've been selling min resources um, just to buy PLS. So we did well oh. on the min resource trade, um, but uh, we're sort of we're <clears> moving out. They had a couple of downgrades, so it got us a little bit nervous. PLS and IGO are the two ones that we like. Wow. And I like IGO for nickel as well. Chris Ellison from Minres will be 
put a target on your back. He might, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's a bit of a profit. If he continues to get those downgrades, (laughs) uh, nobody's going to be wanted by his stuff. (laughs) Look at the steely look in his eye. Okay. (laughs) Are you uh, selling Minres, Mark? No, no, happy to hold Minres and and PLS at the moment. Um, More Probably for a different reason. Um, We're not really holding Fortescue, BHP or Rio at the moment. I think they're overvalued. So... Just, it's just providing a little bit of iron ore exposure okay. for us, just yep. in case we're wrong. So um, yep. that's more more to the point with that. Um, what about PLS, iron ore? Uh, iron ore, look, it's just it's a specky buy um, from from us. Really, look, they've got a. It's going to take a while though. We don't think they get into full production until twenty twenty six. But they are look. Their key stakeholders are fronting up half the cost of building the um, building the mine. Um, they're going to have access to $700 million worth of potential loans from the US government, uh, which will be at a lower rate. Um, it's in Nevada, uh, which is obviously very good for those critical minerals. Um, and this is lithium boron as well, which is essentially, you know, the boron um, can be used in... Well, the lithium boron is a little bit better in terms of heat, for which keeping keeping things cool. Right. For lithium batteries is a good thing, so it... Um, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> it's, it's a really good thing, isn't it? Just ask Samsung. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... And then I think um, the, the boron is used in solar and things as well. Right, OK. And that, that is the renewable that's getting, by far and away, rolled mm. out um, by, by about 10 times more than any other renewable... So yeah, look, it's but it yeah, it is in that orphan phase where in the Lasonka where we're essentially you you're, you're putting yourself at risk of them coming cap in hand, um, asking for more money. Um, but look, I, or they I think, can't deliver a mine, or they well, there is that <laughs> as well. But yeah. I think it's a, it's a twenty six year mine life. They had a hundred and sixty eight um, percent increase to their mineral resource oh, okay. so, um, of the lithium carbonate. So. I think it'll be a good long-term thing, but I, I just don't know whether you need... I, I'd be putting it... But so you're not, saying spec buy, though? Would yeah, yeah it's a, I, think, I think it's a spec buy, but when I say very speculative, it'd be under, right, a, yeah. under a percent of your portfolio. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. or, and you need or, to have patience. You need to have patience. and Or alternatively, put in, a, put in a stock with momentum on the buy side. Right. Just maybe put a stop in to buy above 30 with, you know, with volume as it goes. But, I mean, you've got to be watching it. Obviously, to do that, so yeah. uh, then a lot of people don't have that option. No, it sounds but, a bit hard. Yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah, I, look, if you want to have a, you know, probably a little bit more of a punt at this stage. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Mark, something that's uh, not a punt at the moment, been around <laughs> for a long time. This is old school logistics. Patrick wants a view on Brambles, of course, famous for its chip pellet. Yeah, no, they've they've done very well. They expect to grow another four yeah. and odd percent. Um, they, I mean, it seems pretty high looking at the chart. Um, you know, they it's often called a cyclical, but I don't necessarily agree with that because their pallets are kind of already out there. Mm. You definitely need them. Um, I think it's probably way more on the defensive end of the industrials. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, look, it's one of those ones I've, I guess I've, I've missed and, and then left it and then missed the missed buying the, the pullback and, yeah. and left a bit. It's probably at that stage at the moment where, you know, I'm, I'm probably not getting in up here. Um, I just haven't, I haven't called it particularly well 
in recent times. So it was a perennial underperformer, though. Wasn't yeah, it, it was. Like, yeah, it, for, for years, you know, if we even have had a chart longer, it, it just did nothing for years. Just trying to Well, then sideways. all those pallets were just going missing. And, That's right. You know, and then they were talking they about tried. recycling. They're going to yeah. do plastic, plastic. ones. Yeah. And then they were, you know, they've they've tried so many things to get it right. Um, and and then yeah. on the, the tech side of logistics, you've had Wise Tech, yeah. which has yeah. been shooting the lights out as well. And yeah. surprise, surprise, simplify your business. Yeah. You know, things start to go a little bit better. Find, yeah, the, thought. find the efficiencies in where you, in the things you're good at. So, yeah. um, so, yeah. so it's way up there at the moment. I know you, I, you I, haven't backed it. Look, if, I, if you've been mm. smart enough to own it, I would hope I would keep holding it. Um, right. I can't buy it with new money here at the right. moment. Um, yeah. We're pretty light on in the industrials. We've got Ventia services. So. See, see, that's my problem, yeah. is that we're really light on industrials. So I don't yeah. have anywhere else to sort of gravitate to. Mm. And Bramble's top 20, blue chip, yeah. top 50. You know, it's a good quality business. So I struggle with the industrial section for portfolios. I can do resources, banks, telcos, yeah. supermarkets. But the industrial side is really difficult to find anything that's really, really good. Mm. Oh, do you need to be there, though? <laughs> Well, you look at portfolios and you sort of want to get um, all different uh, pools, all different yeah. sectors of the market. And you want to be potentially overweight financials and, t- and uh, materials like because that's our biggest part of the market. But industrials is really hard to find. I mean, we're, we're transurban. You know, I mean, there's, there's a couple out there, but Brambles has really been the one that's really benefited mm. from the last sort of six to 12 months. Okay. And they've done a lot of pooling. They're sort of, they're pooling of their pallets which I think is really, and, and they've sort of forecast guidance for another sort of five to 7% growth. So, yeah, I sorry, I stole, I stole Mark. I'll oh, no, 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 no. I, I, look, I'd be buying a pullback in this. Um, yeah, I yeah. agree. I'm, I'm, holding, holding. I'm holding for You're a holding. pullback. I'm holding for yeah. a pullback, yeah. Oh, I think it's a great business and, and it actually looks like it's now well-placed to take advantage of a lot of stuff that's going on. Like it's actually, not that it's a different business, but it's just really simplified, turn itself around. It's earning in US dollars too. And in earning in US dollars, <laughs> yeah. And so there's also uh, a catalyst for mm. it coming up on the um, 26th of October. They're going to do their lumber pricing and a trading update. Right. I'll be watching that really, really closely. Obviously, white wood or, or lumber is very, very expensive. And you can't burn that stuff. It's got carcinogenics all the way through it. It's, it's pretty bad for the environment. But getting an update on those lumber prices, obviously it's a big input cost, as well as then a trading update should give some catalyst back to that stock. So uh, right. yeah, keep that one in the calendar. So what would it October. need to pull back to? Uh, well, sort of <clears throat> low 13s, the middle, midway through 13 and a half, maybe even 12, yep. I mean, if you could get it, but yeah, yeah it was yeah, a I chart, think there was, so. a, there was a few other uh, peaks there around that $13 mark. Um, as you can see, yeah. Yeah, under under anywhere around thirteen dollars, I'd probably, probably be yeah, really so. happy right. with. Um, you know, the industrials had a really sort of rough year last year. I think the likes of James yeah. Hardy, etc. But this one sort of kept on. Okay, kept on so you mentioned it makes a lot of money in US dollars. Of course, with the currency difference at the moment, mm. that's going to benefit. Well, it depends on how much they've got. I mean, yeah. whether they've hedged that, and they always talk in terms of constant currency um, right. in their reporting. So. But I would imagine it can't be. So, hard. who are the big beneficiaries on the market of the currency at the moment? Uh, I would imagine a, quite a few of the healthcare names would be. I, I would assume um, CSL, Resmed, etc. Um, yeah, definitely. Anyone who's exporting, um, <clears throat> I suppose, is doing fairly well as yeah. well. So, or bringing money back as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, that'd be yeah. 
is a, that a significant play at the moment or not? Uh, the US dollar, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we just have to we have to constantly look at it, and it has to be yeah. part of that a factor of where the share price is going and what's happening. So, yeah, some of those. But like I've been scratching my head why CSLs continues to fall. Mm. Uh, I can't I can't yeah. work out why. Well, the whole healthcare sector generally, yeah. even in the US though as well. I think it's because they they generally do trade <clears throat> trade on quite high PEs and higher higher long term interest rates yeah. tends to hurt the the stocks with the higher PEs, but. I mean, the Nasdaq seems to be able to ignore it. I'm not entirely sure right. why the healthcare sector hasn't. So. It was only in July when it was at 310. Yeah. Everyone's going, ah, this is forming a new mm. base because it had been in a trading range yeah. for a couple of years. perfect. Is this the platform to go higher? And then they come out with that. So Morgan uh, Stanley put out warning. a note today uh, talking about patient blood management. Right. And there's some new techniques that are happening in the US there was a there was a myriad of factors, but this is the one that I found interesting of why CSL was down. That it's this patient blood management technique. When they're doing surgery, they're not losing as much blood, or they don't mm. have to right. get as much mm. blood into the patient. Obviously, that's better for the patient, and it's better mm. for everybody because you know hardly anybody's you know yeah. delivering blood these Bugger days. For shareholders. But you know, it's, it's well, yeah. to make the decision between <laughs> that's right what's fair I'm joking. and I'm equitable joking. Uh, versus how much money am I going to make? So yeah, so there's this new system where the the the, the, the management of that blood yeah. is getting a lot better, yeah, and they're not wasting it. They don't have to use right. as much, and hence that's a sort of a and slide on effect. Even the Vifal acquisition as well, like you know, deals yeah. with kidney disease, etc. There's no 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 risk thing. Yeah, this weight loss drug as well. I think that's kind of it's it scared people a little bit because right. a lot of you know supposedly a lot of uh, her, you know health ailments going to be largely mm. well, not solved but are going to be lesser as well so maybe there's there's worries that you know that right. I, I I think the availability I mean we it's the market's gone a little bit wonder drug on this yeah, on this thing I so. I think it's gone f- way too far because, yeah. I mean, diabetes patients can't even get their hands on it. So, yeah. like, let alone, you know, yeah. anyone who just wants to lose weight to, to be healthy. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's years away and, you know, as with everything, it, it tends to be you'll find out in 10 years' time that it yeah. causes something else. So yeah. It, yeah. Um, but it's that knee-jerk okay. reaction. Sell yeah. before you really understand. Okay. Yeah. But it could then, be an opportunity. Well, yeah. absolutely. Long-term opportunity. Yeah, right. healthcare, I think it's a fantastic opportunity at the mm. moment. Okay. All right. Uh, at Xstock, Valerie wants to view Adam on Objective uh, Software um, Company. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Objective? Well, um, it's all about reoccurring revenue for these guys, and the uh, reoccurring revenue was a little bit lower, and hence why I think we've seen this uh, stock have a little bit of a re-rate to the downside. That overall, that revenue was certainly lower, and that. Uh, definitely drove some one-off impacts uh, of one winding down some non-core profitable contracts, but also uh, starting to see some deal slippage in June as well. So, yeah, this one's been a really bit of a tough one uh, for that. And overall, I think that, the, you know, they've got some UK contracts, things are going okay, but I just really worry about that reoccurring revenue and you need to keep that up. Obviously, when you're doing reoccurring revenue, you know, you, you get less 
uh, up front and you get more of a consistent payments. Mm. And if the business was always on selling their software or selling their service, but then not putting the reoccurring revenue in, it was always good. You get these big lump sums and profitability was moving. But as you move to more of a reoccurring revenue, that uh, big lump sum starts to come off and it's become, mm. yeah. So it's a bit of a change in the business, bit of a change in, in, in what they do. They've got that Nexus platform, which I think is really, really good. Um, so it's a hold for me. I still think that um, there are some short-term headwinds towards earnings um, and I'd be a little bit cautious on this one at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't probably try to catch the falling knife as it stands at the moment. Um, although, look, I think they still had growth last year, but it was just a little bit disappointing. Obviously, it's trading under 50-odd PE, so... You can't afford to disappoint the market when you're when you're that well pro- like that highly priced. So, um, but you know, it's the software seems to have done really well in New Zealand. It's expanding to Australia and the UK. Um, I hadn't really looked at this one too much before, so I don't you know I haven't I've done a huge amount of background. But um, from what you know, the software that they provide, process automation, um, etc. Look, it could be a, you know they add a dash of AI to it. I mean, who knows? It could just jump again. But um, yeah. but it, look, it is all that it was all that framework in behind. I think it does some, you yeah. know compliance software and things like that, which is compliance is always a boom industry. Um, but yeah, I, I would just I would wait. Um, and just see how they go, at, you know, quarterly update or next earnings, um, right. because I, you know, I probably need to dig into this a little bit more before I can, you know, okay. give a solid recommendation. But no. the chart at the moment looks as though I don't think you need to be, yeah. you, you don't right. need to be there at the moment. And so you wait to see what Adam was talking about before, where it actually stops and bottoms and at least goes sideways for a little bit and stabilizes before yep. you have a look at it again. Okay. All right, and our final stock mark uh, is Hanson Technology, the billing service. Brian wants to know what you think of that. Uh, basically, they do uh, billing for you know energy companies, energy retailers, even Foxtel. Yeah, like yeah, that, Foxtel. They? Um, they manage all of that. Yeah, and they're doing a little bit of sort of hosting services as well, and data protection, and oh. and um, disaster recovery services <laughs> and stuff as well. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, I mean, a pretty stable sort of business. Obviously, it sort of peaked up there. Um, God, I, I don't mind this. It, it looks pretty solid to me. It yields a small amount. PE is only 25. Um, they seem to just consistently expand. It's not, I wouldn't say it's overly exciting business mm. necessarily. Um, look, if you've got it, hold it. Um, it. As it stands at the moment, I you know, I'd probably maybe look at buying on the break above if there's a if there's a catalyst. But yeah, this it's not really um, it's not really something we you know I'd rather um, you know I'd I'd rather the likes of technology um, one or yeah, something like that. You know, it's, so there seems to be a bent from both of you and a lot of the experts on the panel at the moment. We're given them where the market is. If you're having to go into a sector. You just go into the best one. Be buy buy the stocks the you're happy to be stuck with just yeah. in case. Yeah. It's yeah. basically how we're approaching things at the moment. Because if look, if you if it's a high quality company and you get stuck with it, then it's just time. Right. Whereas if you get stuck with a really, you know, you get stuck with a with a fringe player. Um, yeah. You know the the bigger guys might gobble them up in the meantime if they get yeah. down to a low enough valuation or, or whatever. So mm. yeah, I, we we definitely stick with quality. Stick with quality as it, as it stands. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Hanson is actually quite a, a quality business. I mean, boring in 
boring is beautiful in tech sometimes. Now, yep. It doesn't have the high flying zero or the mega port, or but it also doesn't have the violent, yeah. you know, share reactions yeah. that we've like seen. <laughs> like yeah, happen, yeah, 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 which has never come back. So, um, yeah, so I think actually Hansen has got a really good business. It's a, it's a, it's a solid business. It's clipping the ticket. They basically put the bills together and send it out for origin. Every time somebody pays, they get, I don't know what the clip is, but they yeah. get a clip for that payment. They get a clip for that ticket. And then they can add ancillary services onto that as well for clients. So I think overall, it's a fantastic business. It does what it says it's supposed to do. There's mm. no surprises in, in their business model at all. So I'm really comfortable with it. Um, I'm going to say it's a buy. I, I mm. think you know this is a good, boring stock in the tech space, T and E is probably my favourite of that because yeah. yeah, that that is definitely the number one. But then anything after that, I'm I'm uh, pretty happy, and I think Hanson's a really good business. Yeah. Technology one is yeah. that a buy at these levels? It's held up really well. Hasn't yeah, it? it has held up really well. Um, yes, it is a buy. Again, right. it's a very boring business, but has massive UK contracts. Uh, moving into these big government insurance, all of these kinds of things, which once they're inside the infrastructure, there's what, then they're not they're not out. leaving. They're yeah. un, they are not leaving, and the yeah. business can't survive without them. So yeah, T and E, yeah, okay. we've, we've got to buy on it shorts as well. Right. So uh, stick with the quality. All right, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Murbeck is a sell from both uh, Mark and Adam. They prefer um, uh, Brickworks or Goodman if you want to be in that property sector. Uh, Ironeer, a speculative buy from uh, from Mark, a sell from Adam, who prefers uh, Pilbara. Um, stick with the big ones in that area. Uh, Brambles, a hold from both. If it got down to around thirteen dollars, they'd be interested in buying it as a defensive stock. Um, with the outlook of the mar- overall market at the moment, objective a no from uh, Mark, a hold from Adam, and the reverse of um, Hanson is a hold from Mark and a buy from Adam. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, Adam Dawes from Sean, good to see you, mate. Always good to see you. And Mark from uh, MPC, good to see you, mate. Cheers. Uh, if you've got any stocks you want us to cover on the show, look, go to osbiz.co slash allpicks or tweet us using the at TV handle. And look, if you've got any comments on the stock or any questions specifically about the stock you'd like answered, we always welcome those as well. It gives a bit of focus to the uh, analysis that the, the panel give us. So uh, don't be afraid to put that in. Stick around. The Pulse is next right here on Ausbiz.